0: AM 1170 The answer San Diego The Andrea K show is sponsored by Andrea K
1: Welcome to the Andrea K show She's blonde, 5'2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress Here she is Andrea K
2: <laughs> Live from New York, it's Andrea K and the Andrea K Show. I'm so excited to be with y'all, coming all the way from the Big Apple. I am a little gal, a little woman in a really big city tonight. But you know what? I'm glad to be here with you all, even though I got—I I don't have—I'm I'm out here by myself. Actually, I'm in downtown, I think, in New York City kind of feeling like a little bit like a little uh, a little woman a little uh, small fish in a really big pond cuz I don't have my buddy with me here in the studio I don't have my grease that keeps it going I don't have my DJ carrot sticks DJ
3: carrot sticks hello, hello. <laughs> hey. well I was a little
4: bit worried there when about 5 minutes before the show you called and asked what the address was for the radio station <laughs>
2: No, it was more like 25 minutes before the show. Come on, now it wasn't like five minutes before the show. I had I had a little more than than uh, five minutes to make my way into the studio. It wasn't as much time as we would like, but you know what? That's okay because you know what? I may be I may be up against the clock, but I'm always here with you guys, and I just it's always an, a, a pleasure and an honor to share this time with you all. Whether it is 6 p.m. on the West Coast or whether it is 9 p.m. on the East Coast, it's like Tupac and Biggie. It's like East Coast West Coast here with AK. And if you want to be a part of the show, whether you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, I would love to hear from you all. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. I was actually trying to do what I do every day for y'all. I was trying to get it going with the Facebook Live, but without my boy DJ Carrot Sticks here in New York with me, I wasn't able to get that going. But uh, hopefully all of you out there, you great friends of the show who watch and listen every night on AM 1170, TheAnswer.com, on our app, on... On Facebook Live, hopefully you're still gonna be out there listening to us and because you know what there is so much happening today. It doesn't matter whether or not I got on a plane and came all the way out here to the East Coast. We still have incredible issues that we are dealing with this with this country that President Trump is dealing with, and we are going to still be talking about that here. Of course, but when I talk about it from the East Coast, I got to have a little New York flavor. So, uh, in a few minutes on the show, we're going to have my buddy, my buddy who's actually stationed out on Long Island, Chet Martin, is going to be here bringing his, uh, East Coast. Uh, he's got a show that's amazing on Sundays, Freedom on Deck, that comes to you all on, um, I think it's Long Island Radio. Actually, every Sunday, he's going to be here to chime in on things. And then, of course, it's Wednesday, so we got to talk to my buddy Don Jans, who wrote the book "The Road to Tyranny." Who's going to be here a little bit later on the show to talk about how we are on the road to tyranny, even though President Trump is doing everything everything that he can do to stop this, to get us out of the fast lane on the road to tyranny which is what we're on. We're on like the fast lane to the road to tyranny, and President Trump is doing everything that he can do. And last night, there were actually some primary elections. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because there's so much that's out there in terms of the narrative that is being propagated out there, just like in 2016, we had so many different false narratives being pushed out to the American people, particularly not just with the mainstream media's, but with the polls trying to tell us what we're supposed to think, trying to tell us what the mood is of the American people. But Trump isn't buying it. Trump knows what is the mood of the American people. He knows what is important to the American people in terms of policy. He knows what the American people want in terms of where we're at when we look at this country. Prior to 2016 and the state of affairs, the state of the nation and what the American people wanted to happen to turn this ship around. And that's what he was elected to do. And he's done it. And last night, there were more primary elections that took place around the country. In this case, last night, it involved governorships. And President Trump did something that was different than other presidents have done and even other Republican leaders. He didn't wait until it was like the night before the midterm elections to come out and tell people, hey, support this guy here, support this guy there. You know, he's bold. He comes out. He went around the nation and said, look, here's my guy here. Here's who I want you to support. And here's why. Because this is somebody who's with me in terms of the policies that the American people want in order to turn this country around, to make America great again. And you know what, Tim Pawlenty? Of course you lost. Because you, like so many other Republican establishment hacks, you never Trumpers, you don't have your finger on the pulse of the American people. You don't know or don't care what the American people want. You're about a centralized system of power. You're about the old boys network. You're about the establishment, whether it's Republican or Democrat. You're not about what the American people want. So, Tim Pawlenty, when you said back in 2016 that you were against President Trump after the Access Hollywood tape came out, out. And when you, po- Tim Pawlenty, said that you really supported, because when you, Tim Pawlenty, when you bashed President Trump in 2016, when the only alternative was Hillary Clinton, that basically what you did was you supported Hillary Clinton in 2016. And very few Americans, I mean, if, if Hillary Clinton was the America's choice, I don't care what, what Mueller is doing, if Hillary Clinton was the, was the American people's choice, she would be president today. In fact, she had everything going her way, Tim Pawlenty. She had her and she had the finger on the scales of the FBI and the DOJ doing everything that they could do to cover up the crimes that she committed. They did everything that they could do to try to destroy President Trump's credibilities and 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 then try to set up an insurance policy just in, in case he did win in order to unseat him. And, you know, what? he still won and he still has the support of the American people. Any Republican out there and during this primary season who thought who bought into the mainstream media's false narrative that President Trump had lost support of the base that President Trump had lost um, the Democrats and the independents and those who why would any Trump supporter be soured on him at this point? It doesn't make sense. I know that that Sarah Sanders made a mistake yesterday in the press briefing in which she referred to how many years Obama, you know, and this and this and unemployment. But forget that. Why would any Trump supporter be soured on him at this point? What is he? It's not like he's 41 who said, read my lips, no new taxes, and then come into office and raise taxes. In fact, if there is anything that President Trump has not been able to fulfill in terms of a campaign promise, it's only because of a Republican Party that stood in his way and fought him. He's done everything that he can do in spite of the fact that we have the entire force of the United States government against him. He's done everything that he could do to turn this country around. So, why would any Trump supporter be against him? This is a man that's, that's with tax, lowering taxes and easing of reg- regulations, has jump started the economy in a way that has unleashed entrepreneurship like we have not seen in at least eight years. We have unemployment numbers for minorities, including African-Americans, that are unprecedented. We have entrepreneurship. We have so many industries and jobs that were supposed to be gone forever, and they are back. So why would anybody be soured on President Trump at this point? That's, that's nonsense. It doesn't make sense. So we got we got Omarosa, who's back on the scene now. She's trying to sour people on President Trump. And that's kind of crazy in and of itself. We're going to talk to Chet Stoller uh, martin when we come back a little bit about Omarosa. But we all got, also got to talk about John Brennan. Because finally, two things have happened this week. We got Peter Strzok who was finally fired. Should have happened a long time ago. It's not restoring the credibility of the FBI because he's just he is a symptom of the problem. This is an FBI and an agency that's been completely corrupted. So the firing of Struck alone is not going to to stop the perception of the American people that the FBI and the DOJ has been corrupted. Uh, but today, there's more news breaking with that in terms of him considering himself a victim. And then we got Omarosa; she's back, she's out, she's the darling of the left today in terms of trying to take down President Trump and and trying to have, uh, trying to continue. Uh, the left is saying that the supporters have soured on Trump. They know that they haven't, so they're trying to make President Trump supporters sour on him by pushing forth false narratives. The President Trump is somehow a racist. Hey, you know what, Omarosa, if you thought he was a racist, why did you take the job? Why did you take the job in the first place? Because you know what? If I was somebody, if I was a person of color and didn't want to work for a racist, I wouldn't take a job from a racist. I wouldn't take a job from a racist and then sit back for a couple years uh, recording conversations with him that I could then use against him. That doesn't even make sense. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And then we're also going to visit, uh, you know, oh my gosh, did you guys know that the world has been waiting? The world has been waiting with bated breath. They've been on the edge of their seats to see what was going to happen in Vermont. I don't know if you guys knew that in case you've been on your, uh, the edge of your seat waiting to see what was going to happen in Vermont. We're going to talk about that a little later on the show. So stay tuned. And, uh, you know, also, you know, um, New York, I got to tell you a little, little sideline discussion. This is the first time that I've been to New York New York since January and I'm only here for a couple of days a couple of things strike at me uh, I did come to New York when I was a kid but I was so young at that point that it was like it, it was just exciting for me when I was a little kid to like go to like Harlem it was like oh this is so cool um, I didn't really come to New York and experience New York at all until in the 90s. And that was at a time where Mayor Giuliani was uh, mayor. Rudy Giuliani was mayor. And, um, you know, the city, he had done a lot to clamp down on the homelessness, crime, uh, you know, um, uh... You know, I hate to say it, but like trash in the streets, just, you know, everything bad going on. And I'm here. I love the city. I love New York, even though I'm a Southern girl. I'm from New Orleans. You know, there and now I live in San Diego and I love my beach time in San Diego. I got to tell you, I love the city. I love being here. There is so much energy about the city that is just electric and it's phenomenal. New York is not to me about, you know, anything culinary because to me, the best food in the world is in New Orleans, but I love a 24 hour city. I love a city where I can go at any time day or night and get good food. I love a city where I can go anytime day or night and hear live music. I love a city where I can go anytime day or night. There'll be people out ready to talk to me, ready to hang out with me. I love that. But I got to tell y'all. I am here in the city for the second time in 2018, which is the first two times that I've been here in many years, and I can see the difference since Giuliani was mayor in the city. The trash in the streets is striking to me. We're back to a level of homelessness that, you know, I I don't know the numbers, so I'm not going to like, you know, chime in on that. But it is remarkable when you see the results of conservatism versus liberalism. There are reports we all know, like we've been talking about in California, there are reports right now that I think in the city of San uh, San Francisco alone, there was something like 60,000 calls about human waste on the streets in one month alone in San Francisco. There should be no question left as we are talking about primary elections this week, just like we were talking about primary elections last week. We're going into the midterms right now into November. How can any American be soured on President Trump? How can any American be soured on conservatism when you see the results? When you see that the only thing the left has to sell is hate? The only thing the left has to sell is hate against President Trump, hate against conservatives, open borders, lawlessness, high taxes, income redistribution, free which isn't free because the cost of everything that's associated with liberalism, the cost is the equal distribution of misery, human waste in the streets, homelessness, high cost of everything, and complete misery. It just baffles my mind. It's really crazy and extraordinary. We're going to take a break, though. When we come back, we're going to pick up this conversation on the other side. My friend from New York. I can't be in New York and do a New York show without having my buddies, my friends from New York, on the show. So we're going to talk to my buddy Chet. Uh, there's my man, Frank, singing a little song about New York. Stay tuned. My buddy Chet's going to be here. Love you all. This is the Andrew K. Show live from New York.
5: In a city.
6: That doesn't sleep. Andrea yeah, K. on Twitter, at Andrea K. K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K., spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know.
2: Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan.
5: keegan electric solar is a veteran-owned company with an a-plus rating with the bbb when you call keegan electric solar at 619-742-8376 you deal with me directly from start to finish a licensed electrical contractor don't allow these large solar companies to keep your tax break i'm offering a two thousand dollar off electrical panel upgrade or a two thousand dollar credit towards a purchase of your system Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com or call 619-742-8376 to talk with me today.
9: Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic radiant patio heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills, So they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top-quality performance and aesthetics, you want bromic radiant patio heaters and Solaire infrared grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com, besthotgrill.com. AM
6: 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. I am in New York. Gosh, I love that song. Little Alicia Keys there. We're able to play uh, some of my favorite songs here because Facebook Live is not cooperating. And usually I don't get to play a lot of my favorite songs because when I do, Facebook Live won't let me post the video of that. So the good news is, at least if there is any good news, that Facebook Live isn't cooperating, that DJ Carrots gets to play some of my favorite tunes. I am in New York, and I am loving my time here in this city because it truly is a phenomenal city full of great people, even if I don't share... Uh, all the, the same, uh, political persuasions of some. I actually had a great time hanging out with some locals here in New York a few hours ago. And if you guys are listening out there, you know who you are, you golf fanatics. Those of you who hung out with me at a little local, little, um, Irish pub a few hours ago. Bought me a couple of cocktails. You guys are phenomenal. Love you all. Um, Joining me now, though, speaking of phenomenal, great New Yorkers, is a friend of mine. I can't be in New York and not have some of my local flavor, some of my buddies here chiming in on all the topics of the day. And it is none other than Chet from Freedom on Deck who joins me now. Good friend of mine. Hey, Chet. Welcome back to the show, baby.
4: Hey, Andrea. Thanks for having me. You know, next time you come to New York you got to come out to Montauk, to Gosman's Dock, and have a lobster roll with me. How's that sound?
2: That sounds great, but I don't know. Where, where the stink is Montauk?
4: Montauk is on the very eastern uh, end of Long Island, and it's beautiful. <laughs> if you've never been to Long Island, you have, if you've never been to Montauk, you haven't been to the most beautiful part of New York yet
2: okay yeah i hadn't been there in fact i was was hanging out earlier with some locals and uh, they were telling me about long island i was like okay now where is long island and and what does that have to do with like the hamptons because i was like i was telling them hey i love the city i said if y'all had a beach i could so see myself living here and they were like well there are beaches out on long island i'm like well how far away is that i don't even know how far away is that i'm well so
4: i 'm located in the Hamptons you're about an hour and a half out if you're if I'm driving if somebody with some sense is driving about two hours out of the way, but you know Long Island is a beautiful place, and i'll tell you aside from the Hamptons greatly conservative that 's what I love about long Island
6: you know really
4: real, real hard nosed american hard nosed workers fishermen, real conservative communities out here, even in the Hamptons. It's not all uh, flash and glitz in Hollywood out here. We have a lot more than that. Process.
2: that's interesting to hear that because you know um you know when when I was hanging out earlier with some locals they were like what are you doing what are you doing here where are you from and and I was I gotta tell you I was like I didn't want to tell them that I was a conservative radio host from San Diego coming out to New York I don't want to tell them that I didn't know if they were going to run you're me out of the place I hadn't gotten my I hadn't got my pizza yet delivered to me I didn't want to be run out before I got my food baby <laughs> you're in
4: California we're no worse than listen you got your own issues over there we can't we can't go tit for tat with all that. But um, what, what are we talking about here? Are we Are going to talk some Omarosa?
2: Well, yeah. Well, first, before we talk Omarosa, I wanted to talk about John Brennan because that's the big story of the mm-hmm. day. And, you know, yeah. it, it comes on the heels of which uh, Peter Strzok was finally fired. It took too long to fire him. And, you know, he comes out today with his attorney acting like he's the victim here, saying it's unfair oh. that he was fired. No, what was unfair Chet, was the fact that the FBI and the DOJ were weaponized in a way in which they sought to interfere, to put their thumb on the scales and interfere with a presidential election in the United States of America, and then to establish an an insurance policy that if they didn't get what they wanted out of the election in order to do it after the fact with a coup attempt and that and so we've got that going on and then of course after that president trump has got to be like well you know what why am i why am i allowing anybody who was involved in that to have continue to have a security clearance so today he goes you know what i'm revoking it something he's been talking about for a while he finally revoked the security clearance of john brennan john brennan was one of the key people involved this is the former cia director Chet, who was involved. In uh, the entire phony falsehood, which was, you know, in this country, we're supposed to have the Fourth Amendment in which the law enforcement agencies, whether it's local or FBI, are not supposed to be launching a criminal investigation without probable cause. Enter John Brennan, the former head of the CIA, who, with Hillary Clinton and the DNC, lied and illegally launched an investigation. So President Trump did the right thing today, did he not, in terms of revoking John Mm -hmm. Brennan's security clearance?
4: Well, he weaponized the CIA when he was brought in under Barack Obama. But when you really dig into the past of who John Brennan is, that's even more disturbing. You know, yes, he's whining on on Twitter right now, ironically, and he's saying that his First Amendment rights were violated. His freedom of speech, and that's not true at all. But there's so many troubling details and accusations when it comes to Brennan. It's factual that he was a member of the Communist Party in the 1970s. He even admitted to voting for candidate Gus Hall of the Communist Party USA, and he was actually grilled about his affiliation before being sworn into the CIA. And there's plenty of interviews out there, Andrea. Anybody can go out on YouTube and, and check them out for yourself. He admits it. So he's a communist, a devout communist that worked under Barack Obama to weaponize the CIA. And there's some, there's some even – you know, Roger Stone infamously put out an accusation that Bren, Brennan converted to Islam, um, and that was via to former top Islam expert uh, John Guadalo, uh who claimed that Bren, Brennan converted on when he was in um, Saudi Arabia. So there's a lot of disturbing facts about this Brennan character. Uh, besides what's come out today. And I think Trump did exactly what he should have done, and he should have done it a long time ago.
2: Yeah, in fact, uh, John Brennan, by the way, I just got a text message from my beloved DJ Carrot Sticks back in San Diego, who's like, are you eating something? I hear smacking. Yes, in fact, I am. (laughs) (laughs) While Chet was sharing phenomenal, great analysis, I was eating a donut. No surprise there. Well, I know Um, that you've heard (laughs) about that stuff
4: before. I don't know that he, I don't know that he converted to Islam, Andrea. But it just shows you that there's a lot of questionable stuff in his
2: background, to say the least. Well, yeah, you know. In fact, you know, if there, first of all. I, I, it came as a surprise to me, Chet, Chet, to find out that anybody continued to have a security clearance after the, they leave the U.S. government. You know, I come from corporate America and you, you lose when you are no longer under the employment of a corporation in this country or most private, whether they, whether it's a small business or a large corporation, when you're no longer under their employment, you lose your, uh, clearance, your access to, uh, the bathroom, to the lunchroom, through the, to the computers, the phones, uh, the, um, you know, intellectual property of that organization you lose your access to the front door in fact a lot of times when you're fired from these uh, corporations that i used to work at you don't even know until you show up and your your key or your key code doesn't even work at the door that's when you find out Andrew. that you've even lost your job so why do we chat why do we even have anybody who's no longer under the employment this is a guy who's no longer the head of the cia why would he even continue to have a security clearance
4: He shouldn't, and I hope this is a step in that direction. You know, this should be the first step. You were just saying in the business world, what about in the military? What about when you're in the Navy and you get a secret clearance? The very day that you're either honorably discharged or unhonorably, they take that clearance away from you. Why should it be any different for government uh, positions like this? It shouldn't be.
2: No, every every aspect that we have seen about this, whether it is Peter Strzok, you know, I saw Jim Jordan yesterday posted a tweet, and it was like he was going through a checklist. He's like Peter Strzok, Jim Comey, Lisa Page, and uh-huh. he was proud. He was proud of the fact that you know four or five different individuals from the FBI and the DOJ had lost their job. Oh, this is extraordinary. And I'm thinking, wait a second, this isn't a time to be proud that these people lost their job. The average American is looking like, why does looking at this and going, it's taken way too long, John Brennan. Brennan. Brennan should never have continued to have a security clearance. He should have lost his security clearance back when he was still working for the Obama administration. When as the head of the CIA, he went to an ISNA, the Islamic Society of North America annual conference. ISNA was the unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation trial. He went to them while the head of the CIA and said, I am not here as someone here to investigate you looking through the prism. Of somebody here to to investigate you as an intelligence officer in terms of anything you might be involved in. I'm here as a friend. Are you kidding me, John Brennan? You're you should never be looking at any at any organization that has any ties to terrorist uh, terrorist uh, activities a, as a friend. He should have well, lost his security clearance. Then we every aspect of what's going on here shows the American people that that unlike private America. Once somebody gets a job in the government, they're almost never fired, no matter how bad their actions.
4: Well, that's why those skeletons in the closet that I read off about his affiliation with the Communist Party USA and his possible uh, a change to the Islamic faith is important. Because if you if you have sympathists or Islamophiles, Islamophilic people in your administration, they're able to... Uh, They're able to skew things in a very dangerous way, Andrea, and um, that's exactly what happened here with this guy. And it is long overdue.
2: Yeah, it is. So, uh, you know, I I posed the question yesterday on Facebook and to my uh, was it yesterday or I don't know. This week has gone by me, Chet, whether or not people feel as though yes, whether or not people feel as though the their faith is going to be restored in the FBI by Peter Strzok being fired. And unanimously, uh, everybody said no, No. it's not going to restore their faith. It's not. It's not going to. You know, there there needs to be accountability we need to see as an American people. It's not enough to fire Strzok. It's not enough to remove the security clearance. john brennan the american people want to see those in the high rankings uh the officials of the u.s government that have committed crimes against this country people want to see accountability there um before i run out of time with you amarosa i don't know that we really Mm -hmm. even that we should even really give any uh credence to amarosa because she's clearly somebody who's troubled i mean the clinton administration you know said they fired her like four times and moved around you know should we even give her any oxygen
4: Andrea, here's what I'm going to say. I had a whole bunch of points to make about Omarosa. The book's already getting horrible reviews. She doesn't have any evidence that he used the N-word. She says that she thinks or believes that there's a tape out there that exists. But here's what I will say. And I know a lot of the Trump supporters are going to get their panties in a wad when I say it. It was a stupid idea to bring her into the administration. I don't understand why they did it. I think the president... Uh, saw her as an ally when he never should have, and her checkered past I mean, I could read off a laundry list of things that Amarosa has done to many of people in the business world that would leave you scratching your head as to why she would ever be hired in the first place andrea that's a really they, good they point have to be ac- They have to be accountable for for these hires I'm sorry it was a it was a stupid move.
2: Yeah, you know what? I think he did it. Where DJ Carrot Six is playing the music. We're obviously up against a break. I think he did it because he's a loyal guy. And he wants to I reward know. people that are loyal to him. And I do think that he's made some mistakes. I think this was one. Jeff, Session, De- Jeff Sessions was another. And there's a time and place for loyalty. And there's a time and place to say, you know what? The right person for the right job. Final thoughts?
4: Uh, John Bolton's also going to end up being a big mistake. That's my really? final thought. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, you know what? I would love to have you stay over on the other side of the break to, to explain why you think that. Stay tuned. Can you stay with me? Sure. All right. Uh, stay tuned. We, uh, we're we going to continue this conversation with Chet on the other side of the break, and then we're also going to have Don Jans here to talk about uh, the latest on the Road to Tyranny. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Stay tuned.
6: Want more Andrea K.
0: AM 1170, The Answer.
10: Can you believe there's just a few weeks left of summer? That means a new school year is just around the corner. And parents, some of you may still be on the fence about where to send your kids next year. So here's some great news that'll have you cheering. Select half-off tuition still remain for many private schools in your area. And we have some really amazing schools like South Bay Christian Academy, Trinity Christian School, Valley Christian School, Coastal Christian Academy, and many more. You still have time to tour the school of your choice and then purchase your entire first year's tuition at half price, saving thousands of dollars on a priceless private education. Visit am1170theanswer.com today. Don't miss out. Spaces are limited and tuitions are claimed on a first-come, first-served basis. Visit am1170theanswer.com today. That's am1170theanswer.com
1: help San salutes the employee of the month the one employee you can't live without the others let's just call them dave dave why have you been shredding for hours the boss said we should cut costs mr employee of the month how does this cut costs these are the expense reports for the whole year you shredded them all thanks to me our expenses this year are zero If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Local jobs that work. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Salutes the Employee of the Month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, are you stealing from the vending machine? No, Mr. Employee of the Month. Well, your desk is littered with, like, hundreds of snacks. I merely exposed a loophole by reaching my arm through the flap thingy. Does that sound like stealing to you? Yes. If you don't mind hiring Dave's, go to the National Job Boards. They may be free, but trust us, they'll cost you. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. wantedSandiego.com. local jobs that work.
9: When our
0: health insurance renewal notice arrived last fall, my wife and I made the decision to drop our plan. With the monthly premiums and deductible, we'd have to pay $30,000 just to use it. So we did our homework and switched to MediShare. The cost savings are incredible, over $500 a month, and we don't have to pay for services we don't need or don't agree with. Then, out of the blue, she had to have emergency surgery. Scary stuff. $150,000 in hospital bills, and MediShare members took care of everything. All we paid was our small portion. I'm a doctor who's been in healthcare for 20 years, and this is one of the most impressive programs I've ever seen. Thank God she's fully recovered. And now we're telling everyone
6: about Medishare.
1: Call 844-47 Bible to find out how much you can save on your healthcare. Medishare. Call 844-47 Bible. That's 844-47 Bible. AM 1170, The
6: Answer. You're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170, The Answer.
2: Okay, so glad to have you all here with me tonight. Joining me is, uh, I'm live from New York. So, of course, I had to have my buddy, my boy, Chet from uh, Freedom on Deck, who's uh, from Long Island. I had to have him here with me tonight. Before the break, he said something's got people interested. He said that, in addition to Omarosa, he actually thinks that John Bolton might end up being a mistake uh, in terms of a hiring choice by uh, President Trump. Explain, Chet.
4: Well, Andrea, first of all, you have to say it right. It's Long Island. OK, if you're oh. in New York, you gotta <laughs> say Long Island,
2: Long right? Islands. OK, there you okay. go. Now, listen,
4: I don't know why, you know, this isn't news to me. John Bolton was the ambassador to the U.N. with the Bush administration. And at that time, he promoted the idea of invading Iraq over false information that they possessed weapons of mass destruction. That was a catastrophic mistake. I mean, we're still feeling that war right now. The invasion was over false information. And now you want this guy uh, working in the Trump administration? Makes zero sense to me.
2: Well, a couple of things. First of all, um, I actually questioned at the time the Iraq war, the decision. I never bought into the fact that it, that it was about WMD. I always said from the beginning that it was about uh, the the play was really about the idea that we could we could somehow. It was based, in my opinion, on I actually worked on a documentary called Baking Apple Pies. It was based on the idea that mm-hmm. President Bush thought that uh, that we could somehow stop the Islamic Jihad by by baking apple pies, by installing democracy or some version of it in the Middle East. And that maybe through jobs yeah, or employment or whatever. Yeah. yeah, being friendly. And that if we just, that maybe they hated us because they just never had a taste of freedom or money, in spite of the fact that how many of the 9-11 terrorists actually had studied here in this country and gone to our universities and actually had fat bank accounts. It really didn't make any sense. I don't really know what John Bolton knew at that time, but let's, let's advance it. Uh, in, okay. Let's agree that the Iraq war was, was a mistake and whether or not it was actually based on WMD, false information, et cetera. What does that have to do with his analysis and his advisement and, and advice today to President Trump?
4: Well, I, you know, I, I've read up on Bolton's involvement with this. And for what I understand, he's deeply involved with a lot of companies out there that build these weapons that are used in the Middle East by the United States. And when I said false information, I meant that he knew they did not have weapons of mass destruction. if you really look into this guy's character and who he is, I call him the walrus well Michael Savage calls him the walrus. I shouldn't say I call him the walrus, but i I think he's in there for one thing, and that's to promote war and to uh to advance the the um the war machine of America you know and and I'm not saying that there's not a time and a place for war. But this guy is a deviant. I'm telling you, he's been circling the Trump administration from day one. He's from the outside looking in, and now he's on the inside. And don't forget, he actually made a really terrible statement that almost derailed the meeting between President Trump and Kim Jong-un. The guy, I don't know, you know, he's not a stupid guy, so I, I I don't like a lot of the statements that he makes that seem like they're intended to derail Trump in a way. And if I was Donald Trump... Second of all, Andrea, I wouldn't want anyone that was involved with the Bushes in my camp.
2: Well, you know, the, the, I, I hear you. I think uh, bef- before I let you go, I think that it's it's really difficult for President Trump, who's not a career politician. He did not have an entire machine and, a, and an, an entire cadre of hundreds of people around him that he f- that he knew, had experience with and felt comfortable with to take every uh, every position that was needed in order to fulfill his policies. And he has to look around and he has to say, OK, who who seems as though they've got at least the background and the skills and and at least a similar philosophy and ideology that he's got in order to fulfill his agenda and he's going to make some mistakes along the way and you know john bolton is considered to be a hawk and really tough and seems to supposedly share a president trump's ideology and philosophy and agenda on national security chet from freedom on deck thank you so much for being here i appreciate it thanks andrew all right. Uh, shifting gears, we got to talk about the road to tyranny because, and some people may not think that, that when I saw this article today about what happened up in Vermont, to me, it, it reminded me of my buddy Don Jans, who wrote the book, The Road to Tyranny. Some people might be like, well, why does the first transgender woman who's won a primary to to run for governor on on behalf of the democrat party in vermont what does it have to do with the road to tyranny and i'm not sure if don jans and i actually if don sees it the same way that i do hi don welcome back to the show
3: hi glad to be back
2: okay so um when i saw that uh, this this uh person one, uh, for on behalf of the Democrat Party to be uh, a candidate for governor in the state of Vermont. To me, it was an example that we are on the road to tyranny because I look at it as though this this person says the world has been waiting for this, Don. The world is so excited to see that we've got the first transgender candidate on the part of governor. And I'm thinking, really, Don, has the world really been sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for some little tiny state in the United States of America to put forth the first transgender, you know, candidate for governor no what this is about is it's about identity politics and it's about destroying the traditions and the fabric of this country in order to transform it into something new am i wrong
3: no you're absolutely right Uh, another tuesday another surprise a transgender and uh, two uh, Muslims are put forth in the marxist progressive or democrat party whichever you wish to refer to it but um, no, it, that's exactly right. It, it, it's it's tearing it's tearing down the the fabric, the very core of the family, the very core of um, our society, and that's what they're that's what they are supposed to do. That's what the Marxists are supposed to do, Andrea.
2: Well, some people would say, "Well, wait a second, you're talking about two Muslims in conjunction in conjunction with the first transgender. How can those two be somehow connected in terms of the left agenda?" Explain.
3: Well. Anything, anything that would go against the tradition of our nation, anything that would go against the very basics of our founding, and the very basics of our founding were on the family. That was the core essence. That's the core essence of any free society, is the family. And that's the core essence that, that Marx says has to be destroyed, that Lenin literally destroyed, and every. Every socialist, communist country we have seen destroys the family. Why? Because the family gives these people, gives the children different values from what the state wants them to have. And so, you so, know, no, this is all part of it.
7: How
2: do we fight against that? How do we fight against this as, as a country, as conservatives? That's
3: a, that's a fabulous, fabulous question. And, and it's one that, that I try and... Talk about every time I go out and speak to groups. It's critical. First of all, first of all, Andrea, the vast majority, and you know this because because you're out in the public, and they don't understand this movement. When you said, "Was this a movement of uh, uh, down the road to tyranny?" You recognize it. Like you said, most Americans won't. Number one, we have to know what their agenda is and how they plan to destroy it. Number two is we have to start openly discussing it. Today, we are so politically correct that we refuse to talk about the very essence of what is there to destroy us. Three, we have to change our schools. We have to change our schools from um, indoctrination centers to uh, education centers again. And until we do that, and until we face the fact that we can't be nice people and just go around saying, Oh, but they, they should be different. They should be different. They're different, but are we going to allow them to construct our agenda? And that's what we're doing. We're allowing them to, to dictate the agenda.
2: Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because I don't really know that identity politics is going to be a winner for them going into the m- midterms. I mean, it was it was rejected, you know, in 2016. It was rejected because if if the if America was really cared more, if America cared so much uh about the identity politics, having the first woman president or in this case, the first trans transgender governor, uh if it, then we would see we would have seen Hillary Clinton win. But instead, I think that what's what's. It makes me feel better about the American people. And I'm hoping this rings true going into the midterms as much as it did in 2016. Is that it seems as though the American people are more interested in what this country was founded on, which is limited government, individual freedoms, uh, free markets, you know, uh, national security, uh, our, our nation's sovereignty in terms of borders, not so much about the first this or the first that. Because you know what? The American people voted for the first African American president. And, uh, and Barack Obama won in large part. Strictly because of that. Not because he really put not because he particularly put forth anything in terms of policy. You know, when he never explained hope and change, but so many people bought into and I've had friends friends of mine actually had from from the deep south and from New Orleans who basically because of guilt. Said you, that, that they voted for him because they wanted to see the first you know African American yep. president, and then you know, and what what did we get as a result? We got you know rampant unemployment and all the issues that we had and all the divisions. So you know, I would like right. to think that the American people have already rejected this, but the left is continuing to play that card.
3: When you look when you look at where we have come from, where we were in the fifties, for instance, even in the fifties, and you look at the at the destruction of the core of our nation. Which is which is truly the family, which has always been the family. Uh, when you look at the destruction of that, they have been unrelenting. They will continue to be unrelenting. And it, when when we look at at what this young lady and I always forget her name, young lady from New York is doing, people said, well, she lost four elections, she endorsed four people, and she lost four. But when we look at what the Democrat Party, what the Democrats say. Fifty-seven percent of them favor socialism. Yeah, yeah, um, that's scary, Andrea. It's real scary. And, and, go ahead. And from where are they getting it? They're getting it from our school. Yeah, they are because the left
2: has done a really good job. It's funny because I was seeing uh, 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 I saw a tweet this morning that CNN has has lost viewership. Now the History Channel has greater uh, more viewers every night than CNN and I thought how ironic is that? You know, the left took history out of our schools and out of and out of our entertainment industry, out of our news, out of our media and th- that the American people have changed the channel from CNN to the History Channel. Um but you know, jokes aside, I mean the fact is is, is that they have taken the history out of our schools, and that's really dangerous, because if you don't understand history, if you don't understand that socialism or Marxism or whatever version of ism has been applied out there, that that has mm-hmm. resulted in over 100 million people being murdered in this country, if you don't understand that, if you don't understand right. that socialism and Marxism has led to poverty, has led on, on top, has led to, you know, look at Venezuela, where they're chasing down dogs for meals. If, if you're not taught that, then you you're you're easily persuaded into thinking that there is such a thing as free college that that the income right. redistribution schemes actually something that can work.
3: Well and when you look at when you look at Christine's or this, this person's agenda total total progressive absolute Marxist and yet that's not being discussed what is being discussed is that she is a transgender. So a lot of times those side issues really cover Cover up that real core value for which they're trying to what they're trying to achieve, Andrea, and that's yeah. also the scary part.
2: Well, it's also scary because this person, Christine Holquist, that we're talking about as the Democrat nominee for governor, has once tweeted t- tweeted that quote radicalized Christians are a problem that Americans currently tolerate. That is really, that is sickening, and it is scary. This is a country that was founded on Judeo-Christian principles, and this woman talks about Christians as though we're something that's, that's being tolerated. Are you kidding me, Don? Final thoughts.
3: Final thought is no. That, that is absolutely, that's what they have to do. Mark said their society for which, ever, for which these people are, are, are trying to achieve what they're trying to achieve can only be an atheist society. The, the christ the our values do not fit in with the society they envision so yeah. we will be persecuted if you're a christian and this this continues plan on being persecuted because you will be
2: yes yeah, because they—they they, it's not about separation of church and state. That was always a lie. Yeah. The plan was was replacement of God with state. And we Christians and those of us who, who believe in a higher power and we worship something outside of ourselves and outside of the state, and those of us who believe that our laws come from God, not from man, we are something that they need to destroy in order to get their vision of this country across. Don Jans, thank you so much for being here and for the work that you're doing to educate everybody out there about the Marxist plan and the road to tyranny. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Now stay tuned because we've got the final segment of the Andrea K Show wrapping up my first night in New York City. Don't go anywhere. More Andrea K Show coming up.
6: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
8: This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. In middle school, I first heard the phrase that America had been blessed with a government of laws and not of men. Now, that description originating with John Adams at first made no sense to me at all. Men make the laws and change them. Laws don't draft themselves or enforce themselves. Ultimately, we rely on decent people to give life to the law and to uphold it. Recently, however, I've gained new perspective on Adams' famous distinction because of the toxic politics of the moment. Media irresponsibly emphasize personalities, and especially the polarizing personality of President Trump. It's hard to compromise between love or loathing for any individual, and it's vastly easier to find middle ground on that leader's policies or programs. In these polarizing times, all Americans would benefit from greater emphasis on policy and less focus on personality. I'm Michael Medved.
0: The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, impacting policy decisions today.
8: Preparing public leaders for tomorrow.
2: Message and data rates may apply.
8: Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. That's W-A-T-E-R-11 to 443-443. AM
6: 1170,
0: The Answer. San Diego.
6: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170,
2: The Answer. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, AK in the house. That's one of my favorite songs. A little Mariah Carey, a little ODB. Um, Got about a minute left here on the AK show coming at y'all live from New York City. Always an honor to be here, whether I'm coming at y'all from San Diego or here on the East Coast. Um, In the minute that I have left, I really didn't. There's a a story that was breaking today that has to do with the Catholic Church and priest uh, coming out of Pennsylvania. And this is such a heartbreaking story for me. Anytime children are taken advantage of. And you know what I, I would like to say, you know, I come from a, a state in Louisiana, which is divided not by county, but by uh, by parish. And there are so many great, wonderful Catholics out there. And I really don't want to do a segment that cast aspersions against Catholics. I am always deeply, deeply Pained anytime there is a story that involves abusive children, and what I would ask anybody that's a part of any organization that has this going on in it—that we all speak up and we rise up on behalf of children in this country. We don't do enough to protect our children, and we need to be doing more of it, regardless of whether or not we are associated with an organization that we find important to us. Uh, thanks for being here. Appreciate you all. Thanks to everybody. The Love K. you all. Show
0: is sponsored by Andrea Kay